The RBA has actually increased the rates back to back and there's also predictions that it's going to go a lot higher before the end of 2022. This is the time for us to actually go out, look at some data as well as consumer trends, figure out what the best places are to invest and if you've already got a home in these areas, it might be worthwhile paying attention to because then you can adapt your strategy and understand what to expect in the next 12 months. If you're interested, keep watching. Hey guys, my name's Ravi and welcome back to Personal Finance with Ravi Sharma. If you're new here, smash that subscribe button because I talk about real estate, cryptocurrency and financial freedom. Now at the moment, we've got the RBA tightening up their monetary policy. That's the increase in the cash rate. That's then flowing on to home loans that are going to cost a lot more. And that all leads to the fact that nobody's going out and buying Pokemon cards. Now, the difficult position we're in is that we still have high levels of inflation, but now we have consumer confidence all the way down. And I'm going to share with you some graphs as well that are really telling in terms of how big of a problem this is and how big it's going to become in the next six to 12 months. This is definitely not one of those videos to scare you. It's more a prompt for you to start researching and paying attention because the people that actually pay attention during these times are going to make a sh load of money over the next 10 to 12 years. Now, what we've already seen, and we don't need a graph to tell us that, is the fact that increasing interest rates reduces our borrowing capacity. Because when the bank goes out there and looks at your servicing, they're gonna say, well, if the expenses are X amount, but now they're actually a little bit higher given the mortgage rates are higher, then it means you can only borrow less. And this is what people are fearing is gonna cause a lot of these markets to start retracing. Now, in this video, we're gonna go through exactly which areas are retracing, which areas aren't retracing, and that might play a factor in how you go out there and invest or buy your next home. So this is what PropTrack is saying, that the housing market activity in 2022 has quickly slowed from last year's exceptional pace due in part to rising mortgage rates and higher home prices dampening affordability. Further to this, expectations of price falls and continued interest rate rises are likely weighing on activity in a combination with the start of a seasonally quieter winter period. Now I'll pause there, quieter winter period. Every year we see this, it's a slowdown into the winter months, everyone sort of goes, hey, I don't wanna really go out to open homes, I don't wanna sell my home during these times, I wanna snuggle up and maybe do some Netflix and chill. But you're really just chilling out during this time and then we have the upswing of spring. All that pent up demand for the last three months means that people go out there, spring and summer absolutely take off. I know for our buyers agency, we are just gangbusters Q3 and Q4. This is the time to build and then we execute in Q3 and Q4. When it comes to capital cities, Sydney and Melbourne and Hobart are seeing activity cool more quickly than Adelaide and to some degree Brisbane. The smaller capitals are benefiting from preference shifts towards larger homes as well as affordability advantages and workplace flexibility. This is something that I was saying for a while now on the channel that if we see a market correction, we see it in the top down of the market. What I mean by that is the emotional markets get affected first, the most unaffordable markets, and then it trickles its way down into the affordable markets. What you're going to see soon is something that's going to blow your mind because it's something that people don't pay attention to or not many people talk about, especially here on YouTube. Regional areas continue to see a constrained stock of available properties for sale while demand per listing remains higher, which is supporting price growth in these markets. The cash rate moved off its record low in May and the RBA has since raised its rates a further 50 basis points to 0.85% in June. It is widely expected to continue to raise rates over the course of this year. So a couple of things we know straight off the bat. 
Capital markets getting affected, Sydney and Melbourne, Adelaide and Brisbane have been holding steady and you've got regional growth happening. A large part of it is due to the fact that supply is still so low. Now, the biggest advantage in a market like this is you need to be a borderless investor. If you are simply looking in your own backyard, you're probably gonna lose. Think about anyone that's bought a property in Sydney pretty much over the last six to nine months has made no growth and in some areas have even declined. When you compare that to someone that's going out there, whether they're living in Sydney, Melbourne or Perth, when they start looking at different states and borderless investing, they can look at so many more markets. It's a complete numbers driven game. And this is why I've been saying that whether it's regionals today, whether it's metro markets tomorrow, I am actively looking for the best deal possible for myself and for my clients. So let's figure out what this means for buyers and sellers. Well, for buyers, it means that there's less competition in some areas. In some areas, there's a lack of supply. So if you've only got 10 properties available for sale and the demand has gone from 50 people to 40 people, you still have demand outweighing supply, which means you're probably gonna see prices continue going higher. Not everyone can afford the upper end of that market. Now, in Sydney, you're probably paying $900,000 for a house, right? So if you go and think, how many people have been affected by the lowering of their servicing caps, how much they can borrow has reduced dramatically, even by 10 or 15% means that there's not enough buyers up there, which is why we're starting to see that decline in those markets. The opposite happens in affordable markets because some of those investors or people that were looking at homes in say Sydney and Melbourne are going, well, why would I wanna buy here if it's gonna continue going lower? I don't wanna take that risk. But instead of taking the biggest risk, which is I wanna stay in cash and not do anything, they're actively using that money and going into more affordable markets as an investor. And then they realize that, hey, investing now and then possibly buying their dream home in a little bit is actually gonna make a lot more sense. On the flip side, you've got sellers that need to now start looking at their expectations. I know for a fact that we've started negotiating a lot harder over the last couple of weeks because we can. Some of these sellers are going in there expecting that because something across the street sold three weeks ago for a certain amount of price, they need to start resetting their price expectations. This means opportunity, but this is not felt across the board. I can tell you now that there are still some areas that are growing so fast that the days on market have been reducing dramatically and they're still at record lows. So it's not felt everywhere. Now here's an interesting graph, which is email inquiry by inquirer type. So we've got here in the pink color, the buyer, we've got the first home buyer in the purple, and then you've got the investor in the yellow. What we can definitely see is that tapering off on all three accounts. We saw the big push for first home buyers in and around late 2021, and that was with the government incentives. Now we already are aware that the new government is bringing in something else. Now, if you wanna check out that, definitely go check out this video because it talks about the incentives for first home buyers. I think that's the first one to start turning because we know that first home buyers will wanna go and find their place and they're really just hoping that the market falls a little bit more because then it starts hitting their targets. The volume of inquiry to real estate agents from all buyer types continued to slip off last year's extraordinary levels in May 2022, falling 10.9% month on month. And inquiry fell across all buyer types. Now here's the most important part. Comparing the last 12 months to May 2022, the 12 months prior inquiry volumes remain higher for both investors at 52.2% and the first home buyers at 13.2%. The inquiries are still significantly higher than where they were from their long-term averages. And that's very important to note that when you've got unsustainable growth of 20, 30, 40% in some areas, to have that slow down doesn't mean the market's collapsing, doesn't mean it's crashing, it's just slowing down. And that's quite sustainable for the market. Now I'm on here on trading economics and 
is a website you should definitely go and bookmark, but this is showing the Australian consumer confidence. This is gonna tell you a whole different story that nobody's talking about. The Westpac Melbourne Institute Index of Consumer Sentiment for Australia fell 5.6% month over month in May, 2022, the most since June, 2015, and down for the sixth month in a row amid a combination of surging prices and the prospect of faster interest rate hikes. Um, say what now? And we can see here over the last 25 years, as soon as you start flirting with this 85 to 90 mark in terms of confidence, we're pretty much going into a recession. We saw that in late 2008, 2009, and we saw it in 2020. Now we're going free fall all the way down. What could save this from actually going all the way down into a recession? Well, it's going to be the fact that we have interest rates stop hiking so quickly, or you have positive news about inflation coming through that's softening out the blows, which means then in turn, interest rates don't have to go up as high. And to be honest, I think we're in a place where it's short-term pain for long-term gain. I truly believe the people that are paying attention, that are actually executing and actioning over the next six to 12 months are going to make so much money that they're probably gonna set themselves up for not just themselves, but generational wealth. This is when most people are going and looking to save their money, not do anything. But if you can look through and figure out which markets are actually growing, it is a fantastic time to be buying. What I've got here is data from CoreLogic, which is showing the rolling three month change in dwelling values between combined capitals and combined regionals. We can see the regionals in blue, and then we can see the capitals in red. What we can see straight away is the volatility is actually a lot higher in the capitals. Now, the reason for that is when you have markets that are emotional, you're gonna have the volatility that's a lot higher. When you've got markets that are quite affordable, I like the steady growth growth, which is why I positioned myself eight years ago to be buying regional properties well before any pandemic was announced. And we can see that over even just the last couple of years where you've got lower lows for the capitals, but then you've also got higher highs. So again, it really comes down to a risk of buying the top. And if you happen to do that in capital cities over the last 12 months, you've pretty much seen red across your portfolio in some suburbs. And this graph puts it together perfectly. Now let's break it down here. All of Australia over the past month has actually recorded a minus 0.1% drop in the past month, but over the past three months, it's been 1.1% positive, and over the past 12 months, 14.1%. Not a bad year. Now you can see the combination between regionals and capitals. Regionals have actually grown by 0.5% over the last month, and the capitals have dropped by minus 0.3%. It actually gets bigger when you look at the last three months being 3.6% versus 0.4% for capitals. And then if you look at the last 12 months, that's 22.1% for regionals versus 11.7% for the capitals. Now let's just take a pause here because we grew up getting taught by people that you need to buy blue chip areas close to capital cities and that's how you're gonna get the capital gains because if you look out regionally, there's just cash flow. That's not what we're about. We're about capital appreciation. Well, that's a load of shit because this has not just been evident right now, it's been long-term. The only reason we don't know about these things well before the pandemic happened is because we didn't have YouTube channels like mine, so definitely smash that subscribe button, but more so because the media only likes to talk about where all the eyes are. And where are all the eyes? The capital cities. It's a lot sexier to say house prices have dropped by $100,000 or we've just broken a new record in Sydney because now the median value is more than a million because nobody wants to hear that. Hey, this regional area grew by 12%, which is like $60,000.
No, nobody cares, right? So we can see where all of the people are looking and we just wanna look elsewhere. And that's exactly what's been showing here. Now, the reason for so much growth is because more people are getting smarter. They're becoming borderless investors, which means they're looking at different areas. When you look at Sydney and Melbourne down here in the past month, Sydney has dropped by 1%. It doesn't sound like a lot, but on a million dollar property, it's about $10,000. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't wanna lose 10,000 in a month. Melbourne's been dropping and now we're starting to see Canberra also fold. If you look at the other markets, you've seen Adelaide just absolutely smashing it along with Brisbane. There's some other places on this chart that I'm very excited about. And in addition to that, I made a video in 2020 saying the best places to invest would be regional and my number one market would be Adelaide. If you had listened to me, I think you'd make a lot of money. <laughs> And the final graph I have here is housing price growth, capital cities versus regional areas over the last seven or eight years. And back to the point that I was making, in 2018 and 2019, we basically had APRA come in and say, we need to put in some responsible lending. And thank God they did, because right now we would be up shit creek. But the fact that they came in and did that, it spooked the market. And what happened was we saw some markets drop by 10 or 15%. Now, as an average of combined capitals, we can see here, it dropped about 8%. But look what you can see with the regional markets. You didn't see a correction at all. And this is going back to my thesis around how during tough times, affordable markets actually prosper. So what I think we're gonna see is we're gonna see this two-speed economy play out where the capitals are really gonna start bleeding, especially the top end. You've probably got Adelaide and Brisbane still pushing, but they're really running out of steam, I think over the next six months. And then it's people trying to figure out where's the next place to buy. And before you jump on that bandwagon and say, well, capital cities did drop, but they also went higher. Not according to this. And I know that we had the pandemic that really accelerated this growth, but we had almost 30% growth. And in some of the suburbs we bought in, you've got 40 to 50% growth, which is absolutely phenomenal when you think about that sort of gain, which you sort of average out to go, I'd expect that over five to 10 years, I'd be happy with that. The strength of the regional areas have been particularly evident in New South Wales, Queensland, and Tasmania, where growth has been around 23% outside of the capital cities over the past year. Mr. Ryan expects regional markets to continue outperforming capitals throughout 2022 as a lure of a quieter life and more room to move, coupled with more affordable homes remains strong. A clear two-speed housing market continues with affordable lifestyle regions of Brisbane, Adelaide, regional New South Wales, Queensland, and Tasmania, continuing to see solid growth with flat or declining prices elsewhere. And that's the big point I want you to take away from this. I know it's been a long video. I hope you've been paying attention. If you've liked it all the way through, then definitely smash that like button. We need to share this content out to more people. I don't like hearing stories where people have bought an off-the-plan property, house and land package, or they've gone and bought something at the top of the market. Now they're just losing money. You guys work hard for your money. It's time to now outsource that and get the right team around you, whether that's us as a buyer's agent or someone else. You need to get the help because this is no longer a market where you can go out, throw money and think, Hey, I'm a genius. It's actually going out there, looking beyond the data, being on the ground, talking to agents and figuring out what the best move is for you. I think over the next six to 12 months, you've got a lot of fear in the market, but I've actively gone out there and said it. I'm going to be buying more real estate than ever before. I've made a video about this exactly why and my thesis behind it. If you have enjoyed this video, smash that subscribe button and I'll catch you guys in the next one. Thanks guys.